0: Lecture topic: The Tree of Eman.
1: Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah wa kafaa. Salatu wa salamu ala abadhi al-ladhi nastafa. Amma badu fa'audu bi-Llahi min al-shaytan al-rajim bismillahi al-Rahman rahim Wa darab Allahu mithlan klimatan payibatan kashadratin. طيبة أصلها ثابت وفرعها في السماء تؤتي أكلها كل حين بإذن ربها ويضرب الله الأمثال للناس لعلهم يتذكرون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الإيمان بِدَعْوٍ وسمعون شعبه Afford قول لا إله إلا الله Totul, Batum, Minal, Iman, Nabi, Most
0: respected brothers and elders. Just to share one Hadith Sharif of Kareem,
1: first. That in the Hadith Sharif it's mentioned that in ala Allah, Allah and his angels. They shower they make the angels make
0: dua and Allah Ta'ala showers his blessings on the rows that are in front. Somebody who needs to lean against a wall out of health reasons or whatever, no problem. The rest of us should try and come way forward, inshaAllah. You will gain this very great blessing, very great reward. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. If somebody has some need, by all means.
1: khair. The ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited, Allah Ta'ala
0: gives us an example in this. And there are many examples Allah Ta'ala gives in the Quran Sharif. Examples are meant to bring a message across. An example is not just for the sake of just some kind of some concept that is being just explained in passing. It has a very deep lesson in it. And likewise, in this example, Allah Ta'ala gives us a very important lesson and message. The example Allah Ta'ala gives is, The example of the kalima of iman. So example of iman itself. So the example is like what? It is like a masali, daraballahu masalan kalimatan tayyibatan ka shajaratin tayyiba. this is like a pure tree. Now when a person thinks of a tree, so immediately there is a picture in his mind and that's the picture that is meant to come and we're talking about a pure tree so obviously not a tree just growing on the side of the road somewhere without anybody caring for it and this is really a tree which Allah Ta'ala Himself describes for further Asluha wa that this tree is such that it is deeply rooted in the ground very deeply rooted. Sometimes there are some trees when they are, there's some construction to be done, so now they need to clear some trees out from some construction site. So they bring these huge machines to come and dig it out, and sometimes these huge machines struggle. I've seen once such a situation where that huge machine that Muldoza was struggling for a long time to try and remove this tree. Can we imagine how deeply this was rooted into the ground and how firmly it was established there. So this is the message Allah is giving us Asluha Sabit that its roots are very deeply and firmly embedded in the ground. And then وَفَرُّوْحَا فِي السَّمَاء And then it's not just one small little shrub somewhere it's a huge tree, its branches are reaching the sky. Now when we think of a tree, we think of a tree which now and especially some beautiful tree, so a tree which is growing in a wonderful place and then it has all these branches far and wide, the leaves are so attractive and beautiful and then on it all the flowers and the amount of shade now this tree gives. So Allah is giving us an example in the Quran Sharif, an example of a tree, Allah says further that now you get all kinds of trees, some trees you get they call them evergreen, so now whether it is summer or winter that tree never gets dry. But sometimes many of these evergreen trees give no, leaf, no fruit. So it's evergreen, mashallah, wonderful. But there's no fruit. All you can do is look at it and admire it. Allah, Allah says, "This tree of Iman tu'ti ukulaha bi idni Rabbiha." It is not a seasonal tree. Like generally, fruit trees, on the other hand, are not evergreen. Generally, you get some trees which are evergreen, don't give fruit, and you get. Fruit trees which are seasonal, some trees give their fruit in summer, so in summer it's full of leaves and full of flowers and then full of fruit also, but then come winter, in winter the tree is completely bare, there's no fruit, there's no leaves, there's nothing, it's just a bare tree. So Allah is saying this tree is giving its fruit not seasonally, every moment كُلَّ bi بِإِذْنِ رَبِّهَا with the permission of its Rabb, it's giving of its fruit every moment. So obviously a tree that gives fruit will be full of leaves and full of flowers. So this tree has everything in it. Now this is the example Allah is giving وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا كَلِمَةً طَيِّبًا So now that person in whose heart this kalimatun tayyiba is firmly established. Then he becomes the example of this tree. This example then represents him. That on the one side, that imam is deeply embedded in his heart. Very deeply embedded. Now like that tree that is firmly established in the ground, all kinds of Things happen around, sometimes some severe storms, very very severe wind, might be hailing some day and snowing sometimes, but that tree doesn't shift one one inch anywhere. That tree is firmly, you'll see some other smaller trees getting swayed and some things getting uprooted also in a heavy storm and what not happens. But this tree is so firmly rooted, sometimes you find a bus knocked into a tree. That bus got badly damaged, but the tree is still standing firm. Nothing happened. Let alone a small little vehicle, some truck, sometimes knock, knocks into a tree. That tree is still standing, but that's that how firm and strong the tree is. That's the message Allah is giving. That look, this tree of iman in the heart, this root that is in the heart, this should be so firm that no matter what storms blow around, what fitnas come. What kind of influences come around? What kind of things try to take him away from this Iman? What tries to knock him off his feet and make him get influenced with some some other ideology, some other thinking, try to drag him away from the Masjid towards the dens of vice and sin and take him away from places of righteousness and take him away to places of kufr and shirk. No matter what comes around, he remains firm, nothing changes this. His Iman is firmly established and he sees the Hak from Batil. He can see the difference between truth and falsehood. He may not even be able to sometimes clearly explain because he doesn't have the deeper knowledge. But his heart testifies, this is clear, this is nothing wrong with this, I can't take this. Now this message Allah is giving us, this example Allah is giving us, this tree, what have we been told is, that this, mashallah, this root of Iman, the seed of Iman is planted in the heart, but that is not where way it must confine itself to. Now if that tree, mashallah, beautiful seed, very very healthily looked after seed, and now that was planted, so alhamdulillah it's planted, It has all the potential to bring out this very big tree and then bring about this huge this this tree with all this fruit etc but it must come out of the ground it must start growing it must bring about that beautiful leaves first those branches will come through and then on those branches those leaves must come those those leaves must give that shade as well and then those beautiful flowers and then eventually it must give fruit Otherwise, it's there mashallah, it's a seed that's planted in the ground, but if it doesn't grow forth, who knows what's here? And who's going to benefit from it now? Maybe someday in time it might still bring it, but now who's going to benefit Nobody knows anything is here. So likewise the seed of Iman that's deep down in the heart, it must bring forth its branches, and on the branches those leaves, and on the leaves those flowers. And then it was come through with its fruit as well. So deen, one is the aspect of iman itself. That's the very seed and the stem that comes from, everything comes from that. But then the branches of ibadat must come alive. The branch of ibadat, of salah, of fasting in the month of Ramadan, if zakat is due on a person, the zakat must be fulfilled. And then likewise, if hajj is compulsory on somebody, he must start making his arrangements to try and make it for hajj. And then these are the pillars of Islam. Apart from this, all the other ibadat then follows. Like then the tree has to be watered, then this tree too needs to be watered with zikr of Allah wa ta'ala. It needs to be watered with tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. It needs to be watered with righteous actions, with sadaqah, various other ibadat, the mustahabbat, the nawafil, So, in any case, the branches of ibadat must come through. It mustn't be a tree that's got no branches also. And then the shade of the mu'amala, the correct dealings of the person must come through. Many a person came to Deen and came to Islam, and there were entire countries where the bulk of the population came to Deen. Through what? Through the Muslims transacting and doing their business in a correct manner. So now in many places, Indonesia has got the biggest Muslim population. But what was the background to them coming into Islam centuries ago? There were some Sahaba and Tabi'een who came and settled in that land. Or it was probably somebody just close after them. Muslim traders, they came as traders. And they settled and they started doing their business and they were keeping up with their deal. So now people started coming and dealing with them and after a while they started wondering this is something different. What teaches these people to deal in such a wonderful way, such honesty, such uprightness, such clarity in their dealings, not deceiving anybody, bringing about such good way in how they go about doing their day to day transactions taught you all this Will you learn this See, our deen taught it to us what's your deen we are Muslims Islam has taught us how to deal subhanallah we want to become Muslim as well and gradually this started becoming the means of eventually this became the biggest population of Muslims anywhere in the world but started off from who and from where from Muslim traders I once had the opportunity of going to Malawi so somebody gave me the history of Malawi, the Islam in Malawi. It says it was a group of Muslim traders that came. Some person by the name of Abdullah Jumbe, and he came as, Muslim, as a trader but they traded in such a way that the population got attracted to Islam through their manner of dealing. And gradually people started coming to Islam. So now this shade, mashallah, such a wonderful way of trading. Like a person on a hot day comes under a shady tree, feels so relieved. Likewise, when a person deals with a Muslim, he should feel so relieved. That I will not be deceived in any way. I will get the best manner of dealing with somebody. So now that leaves and beautiful shade of mu'amalat and correct dealings must come through. And then the beautiful mu'asharat, Those flowers that attract from a distance also. So now that maasharat, that way of life, that a person, how he deals with people around him, how he interacts, how he lives with people around him, how he lives with his wife, with his children, how he lives with his parents, how he treats people in general. This is a branch of deen known as maashara. Social interaction. Now the manner in which he deals with people in terms of social interaction, this is so wonderful that everybody is comforted by this. Like you see some beautiful flower on a tree, a person just wants to admire it. So likewise this becomes so admirable and people want to know now when they come into contact with him and how he conducts himself and how he interacts with people. But this is such a wonderful way of dealing with things and dealing with people. That attracts them to deen as well. Everybody is under the shade of his manner of dealings and his shade of his muhasarat as well. His parents are in that shade and comfort. His wife and children are in that shade and comfort. His neighbors are also in that shade and comfort. And they're all admiring this beautiful tree of Iman. And they're getting attracted to Iman as well because of how this person interacts. He's concerned about his neighbor as well. He's concerned about the needy in the community. He's handling things in a very positive way. And then, mashallah, that fruit of akhlaq, this tree of iman, to ukulaha bi among the aspects is his fruit of akhlaq also. That, mashallah, his sabr and patience, his tolerance, his generosity, his kindness, his forgiveness, and that big heart he has all the time, ready to be of service to whoever he can. And then he has all these qualities of Iman in him. So this is the message Allah is giving us in this ayat. That look, this tree of Iman must come alive. And Iman is not just a concept. It's a living tree. Like a living tree giving its fruit every moment. So now this Mu'min, every moment the fruit of Iman. The fruit of Iman, it's Salah time now the Salah. It is... The time of Ramadan, so now he's fasting, mashallah. And it is the rest of his day, he's either doing something in terms of his dealings in a way that earns him Allah Taala's pleasure. He's with his family in the way that Allah Taala becomes pleased. He's walking on the street, Tu'ti ukulaha the fruit of iman can be seen, and he is experiencing the fruit of iman in way his gaze is. That his gaze is now lowered. He's not casting haram glances around. He's in privacy. The fruit of Iman are coming through him. That he's not pressing haram buttons. He is connected to Allah. Ta'ala. The fruit of taqwa is now coming forth. That he's conscious Allah is watching. I'm alone but I'm not alone. I'm alone from insan, from human beings. But my Allah is aware. Allah is watching. Allah is all the time away of what I am doing, what my eyes are looking at, what my heart is concealing, Allah knows. So now this is the fruit of Iman, this consciousness, the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the fruit of Iman, every opportunity he gets, there is some zikr, some remembrance of Allah Ta'ala on his tongue, in his heart, SubhanAllah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. This istighfar, this salawat and durood upon Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam His tongue is engaged in Allah's remembrance His heart is occupied in Allah's remembrance His heart is yearning for the Masjid Just now I need to get in good time To the Masjid Now This is the tree of iman That has to come alive Now as everything else Needs its maintenance from time to time And then it gets a time to get Sprint clean and whatever else Allah Ta'ala out of His grace gives us opportunities that look you neglected this tree a bit come and tend to it now so there are many opportunities Allah Ta'ala gives us but sometimes we don't prepare for that opportunity in advance also so let alone tending to the tree we sometimes destroy it more in that time as well so among the opportunities one is mashallah this month of Shaban is almost on us now Then comes the 15th of Shaban which is a very very great opportunity to turn to Allah Ta'ala, beg His forgiveness, Allah Ta'ala's special Rahmah descends. And it's very significant that the 15th of Shaban is barely on the doorstep of Ramadan. That this is meant to be a clean-up period, meant to be a time of preparation. And then the very very great month of Ramadan, which is just now, before we know it, it will be there. Nabi Akareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught us two months in advance. When the moon of Rajab used to be sighted, upon sighting the moon of Rajab, Nabiya Kareem would make dua, Allahumma, Barik lana fi Rajabi wa Sha'ban wa Balligna Ramadan. Allah grant us barakah in the months of Rajab and Sha'ban. Allah, such a great month, Ramadan coming. Allah enable us to reach it. Meaning if time is ticking, Allah at least let us see Ramadan out. Such eagerness. Such enthusiasm. That like a person now waiting for a very big occasion, somebody is told now you're going to get married two months time. So two months time is still 60 days away. He is counting the hours, maybe counting the minutes also. Every minute now the excitement is building up because now he's going to get married in two months time. More greater than that and a million times greater than that is the opportunity of the month of Ramadan. But... It requires training, it requires preparation. Now, a person who has some big op- occasion coming, his, his nikah is going to take place. So, whether nikah will take place in the masjid, there will be some little, maybe, walima that will take place afterwards. And in a simple manner, he will conduct that nikah because that's what the Dean has taught us. But because it's a big occasion, nevertheless, for him, so now even he's sorting his house out, making everything clean and speak and span, making it like new. And making sure the yard and everything is all up to date. So now all the cleanup is doing because this Nikah is going to take place. MashaAllah, Nikah is a great ibadat, but the Deen has taught us to do it simply. But now this is an occasion coming, the occasion of Ramadan, wherein this is a very special opportunity for this servant of Allah Ta'ala to connect with his Rabb. So the preparation for this, this is the kind of preparation that we have been now given some direction towards that this dua was made two months in advance. I start thinking about this, preparing for it. So what is the first preparation? The first preparation is sincere Toba Because the dirt, a person comes clean about, he wants to have his occasion in the house or whatever, he starts off by first sweeping up. Now he wants to make it all nice and presentable. He starts off by cleaning up. So likewise first to clean the heart out and to clean our lives, sincere Tawbah from everything that Allah Allah forbid, whatever we missed up in, we slipped up in, we caused some, fell into some wrong. Allah's doors of forgiveness are wide open, it needs us to take the step to start cleaning up from now. Sincere Tawbah, begging Allah's forgiveness, shedding tears of remorse and regret, Ya Allah, You blessed me with everything. These eyes are your gift. If you didn't give it to me or you snatch it away, nobody can give it to me. I'll be blind in this dark world then. Allah is your gift. Allah, but I misused it. I'm making Tawbah. I will not go back to these sins. I will refrain from all the haram on the phone and wherever else. Beg Allah's forgiveness. Feel the pain in the heart for the wrong that was done. Allah, this tongue, such a great gift you have blessed me with. If I didn't have the speech, I would have been in such a difficulty and one person in an accident the tip of his tongue got cut and they couldn't attach it. Just the tip. And he was now in such a situation, could hardly speak, he couldn't eat easily, everything was disrupted. Just the slight tip of the tongue went away. Allah blessed us with this gift of the tongue. It helps us to eat it helps us to speak, we speak with this tongue, we eat, it helps us to chew that food, to direct it between the teeth, to chew it. And then the saliva, that helps to moisten that food and soften it. Without the tongue, it will become almost impossible to eat as well. Allah's ni'mat. Ya Allah, you bless me with this. But ya Allah, how I used it. I was using it for the filth of vulgarity, the dirt of obscenity. I made ghibat with it backbiting people, lying with Allah, such a terrible thing. Your great na'mat and bounty and gift and how I misused it. Allah, I'm making sincere toba. Like this, all the other things, time has run out already. Sincere toba, that's the first step towards this cleaning out in preparation for the month of Ramadan, which should have started already, must start now, if not yet. Hasn't started yet. And then a lot of istighfar daily, seeking Allah's forgiveness, Nabiya Kareem, it is mentioned, in one sitting, the ma'asum and sinless Nabi of Allah, the Sahaba say, in one sitting, we would count sometimes 100 times istighfar on the whole day. One sitting, one majlis, one gathering. How much istighfar we should be making? This is going to clean the heart out. Then to come onto the five daily salah with regularity. Every salah, and with jama'ah in the masjid unless there's some valid shani reason for that otherwise with jama'ah in the masjid in the house of Allah Ta'ala our five daily salah and then in preparation for Ramadan we should be increasing our amal like a person prepares for everything else he wants to run the marathon which is such a futile thing he's practicing six months in advance he's running ten kilometers every day but at the end of that whole thing what is going to get one medal at the most to show off with nothing else this is to connect ourselves to Allah ta'ala, To earn that everlasting Jannat We should start preparing now by increasing A'mal Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif daily Come a little bit earlier for salah in the Masjid Take the Qur'an Sharif and start making some tilawa. Sit down and make some Zikr, some Tasbihat Ramadan is a time of Dua, acceptance of Dua We need to start making Dua from now, we'll make Dua in Ramadan Otherwise Ramadan will come before we know it. it is gone Time passed and still on the phone Time passed in doing all kinds of other things, but hardly anything to connect ourselves with Allah ta'ala. And in the Hadith Sharif, it comes, the Beast stood on the member and he made, Jibreel Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came and made dua, and he said, Amin. One of those things where, that, baudaman Ramadan May that person be destroyed. He received the month of Ramadan, but didn't get his forgiveness. Why? Because he wasted the month. Allah save us from that. So therefore we have to start this preparation from now, sincere tawbah, istighfar, and coming on to all the A'mal, Allah Ta'ala give me and all of us the tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana ani alhamdulillahi rabbil